You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Reds baseball today, this Monday, May 9th, with Reds reporter Mark Sheldon. And Mark, I don't know what else to say at this point other than there's got to be somebody out there with a Reds pitching voodoo doll. I don't know. John Lamb uh, pitching really well yesterday, then out of nowhere has to leave the game in the fifth inning with an injury uh, to his pitching hand. It's just it's mind-boggling at this point. He'd been really effective in his uh, his 2016 debut, filling in for the also injured John Moscott, and now in the middle of his second start, he also leaves with an injury. What is the latest on John Lamb right now? Yeah, he got injured. He jammed his thumb on a in a net bat, and he has currently got a thumb uh, a hand a soft cast on his hand. It's been immobilized. They don't want him to even throw a baseball until at least Wednesday. So it's about two days off, and then they'll see. He's currently uh, penciled in, keyword pencil, uh, to make the next start, but uh, Brian Price also left it wide open that uh, he could adjust the rotation, and I, I, he didn't seem very optimistic that Lamb would make the next start, and what they can do is with an off day on Thursday for the team, they can move everybody up behind him, and uh, they, could, they could pitch on their normal rest, so that would be Dan Straley, and followed by uh, Alfredo Simon, followed by Tim Adelman, so they, they have some options in that way. They don't think it's a DL situation, uh, but they certainly want to see how his thumb reacts after a couple of days of, uh, you know, taking a break and getting ice and all that. Yeah, no question there. And it's just such a, like I said, a, a mind-boggling thing with all the other injuries this team has had, especially uh, with the, the rotation and the bullpen. It's just It just makes your head spin right now. So hopefully, as you said, not a DL situation for John Lamb and something uh, a little more benign. Of course, the whole reason that uh, Lamb was in the big leagues at all was because John Moscott, as we said, went down uh, recently with a shoulder injury. Now he's on the 15-day DL. Uh, in your estimation, how severe is this injury uh, for Moscott, and is this in any way related to the, so- the shoulder surgery that he endured last May? It is related to that. Uh, it's It started in New York. He was pitching the fifth inning of a start at City Field, and he, for the first time since he'd come back from that surgery and he came back from the intercostal strain that he had during spring training, he felt discomfort. And what he didn't want to do was uh, have that discomfort manifest itself into uh, changing his mechanics and leading to other injuries. So uh, they had to take a break, and I know that he was available from the bullpen uh, for a few days, but he wasn't comfortable pitching, and they decided they couldn't wait anymore and they needed another arm uh and they decided to go ahead and put him on the dl so uh i i I don't think it's that serious but at the same time they have to get it to calm down like all these other injuries that they've been dealing with they got to make sure that all the pain is out there so that way they're not pitching hurt and then causing other things to happen yeah that's true just uh air on the side of caution uh with the two johns uh, right now both lamb and Moscott's uh, hurts. Uh, we'll see just how severe it is or isn't in the days ahead for sure. Uh, Mark, on the slightly more positive end of things, uh, the Reds' bullpen finally ended their dubious Major League record streak of allowing a run in 23 straight appearances. They turned in four scoreless in Friday's uh, 5-1 win over Milwaukee. And I'm by no means saying that this is the, you know, the end of the streak means they're going to become the Royals or the Yankees' bullpen. That's not the, you know, by no means whatsoever. But I got to think it's nonetheless an enormous weight off their shoulders to finally have this behind him, and they uh, they can kind of go out there and relieve situations from here on out with something of a clean slate. Yeah, yes and no. Uh, I, I I guess they they didn't really want to acknowledge the streak as much. I mean, they talking to a couple of guys, the uh, Singrani and and Caleb Cotham, 
they were aware of the streak, but they didn't sit around a lot of time dwelling on it and talking about it and, and going, you know, Sangrani's like, oh, no, we can't have 23 in a row. They never really looked at it that way. But at the same time, I think Brian Price and, and maybe some other people were glad that, that that talking point was eliminated, at least for a little bit. Uh, the flip side of that, of course, is that they had a struggle the last uh, couple of games. So, really, they've now allowed runs in 25 of 26 games, and they're going to come close to the Indians. Uh, 2004 Indians, they allowed a run in 30 of 31 games with a complete game in the middle there. So uh, they, they do need to find some, some stability in that bullpen. And even though they got the monkey off their back, so to speak, and we can stop talking about the streak, they really need to figure out some roles, find some stability. They need to have the rotation go deeper into games and give these guys a chance. Because really, as much as you want to blame the relievers for the shortcomings this year, there is some uh, culpability with the rotation that it's not able to give them many deep starts. Alfredo Simon did the best he could with a uh, seven and two thirds innings recently, but they need a lot more of those. They can't just be once, you know, once every so often. Yeah, like you said, it, it uh, goes hand in hand certainly between the rotation and the relief core. And uh, the game they turned in to end the streak was by no means a cheapie. It was four scoreless, so they had to get twelve outs yeah. without giving up a run. So that was a uh, a credit to them. We're not talking about you know one inning in a ten run game or something like that. This was uh, some some big time legitimate work by that bullpen. And hopefully, as you said, that talking point at least for now is is done. They can forget about it, stop hearing about it from us media types, and just <laughs> kind of go out there and pitch. Uh, with regards to that Reds bullpen, Mark, uh, they have a new arm in its disposal as uh, Lane Thompson recalled from AAA for the second time this year. Did not make an appearance the first time. I believe he was called up when Jay Bruce went on paternity leave, but uh, how much do you know about Thompson and what kind of a workload could he be in store for? Yeah, we got to see him in spring training, and uh, he, he really was impressive for most of the time he was in camp and did a pretty good job. He can he can go short, he can go long. They, they like the fact that he's got three pitches and can give them some length. He's, he's comfortable going to or even into a third inning. He's comfortable finishing games. Uh, the one thing you'll notice about him when he does get into a game at the major league level is that uh, he has a delivery that looks awful lot like that of Tim Lincecum. Uh, it's, it's kind of uncanny seeing seeing how he pitches and, and then remembering what Lincecum pitches like. So uh, I think fans will be kind of they'll, they'll recognize that delivery if they know anything about the, the Giants of you know a few years ago. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if he gets in. They they definitely will be carrying eight relievers for the time being uh, and going short on the bench when they sent down Kyle Waldrop, who was up here for all of one day. <laughs> Uh, they decided they couldn't be short in the bullpen after you know Lamb's short outing on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, eight-man bullpen, four-man bench. It's the best they can they can come up with right now until things kind of settle down. And with regards to uh, the comparisons in delivery between Thompson and Lincecum, was Lincecum a guy that uh, he emulated, uh, kind of coming up through the ranks, or is this just purely coincidental? There's there's, there's uh, some coincidence. Uh, but no, it was not a, a straight-up emulation, but it was something that he was just comfortable doing. Their, their body types are somewhat similar, and it, it's something he's comfortable. He did mention that he, he kind of uh, framed his delivery after someone else, and honestly, I cannot remember who. It was back in spring training. He's somebody with Oakland, and now I cannot think of the guy's name, but he, he kind of viewed that guy as more of a, of a person he wanted to, to emulate than, uh, than straight up with, with Lincecum, but he does recognize that it's there, and uh, he just certainly hopes he has the kind of career Lincecum has. Yeah, certainly. Lincecum not employed at the moment, but still right. two Cy Youngs on the resume. That's certainly a guy you, you want to uh, duplicate uh, if you're going to go on a major league path, that's for sure. We'll see what uh, we get from Lane Thompson in the coming days here. On the flip end of things, uh, it's just been 
such a struggle and a depressing 2016 for J.J. Hoover. This guy, you know, he's a veteran, a proud veteran. He's got a track record, but I just think that Brian Price and the team felt like they had no other option. They sent him down to AAA, and all you can do at this point is hope that he rediscovers something down in AAA away from the pressures of the Major League Spotlight because we all know he's better than that, uh, you know, grotesque ERA may suggest. Yeah, it's worked before. A couple years ago, they, they had to send him down. Uh, this is when he was in a more low-profile role, and he was having a struggle, and I think it was 2013 or 14, and 2014, and uh, they sent him down. And, actually, it was 2013, and they sent him down, and he came back, and he was pretty good. And, you know, this this gives him a chance to get away from it. You know, it's, it's gotten to the point now where he even sets one toe outside the bullpen door towards the field. He's getting booed. And it's just once it's in your head, sometimes it's just hard to to get it right. And I, I think this is definitely a, a needed move for him. And, and we'll see if it works or not. But it's it, it just it wasn't working when when you you know the I guess the last straw so to speak or whatever to give him a, a nine to three lead. That's when Alfredo Simon gave you know seven and two thirds inning. The bullpen only needed to get four outs. They got the first out. He pitched the ninth for the last three outs and the very first batter he faces Chris Carter you know, clobbered a home run off the batter's eye and it was just right down the middle and that kind of just said maybe it's time to have him you know step back and take a break yeah and like you said we forget sometimes these these guys are human and uh, when you step out the bullpen door and you hear you know 30,000 people boo you you know how could that not affect you in any profession whether it's athletics or, or something else so hopefully he gets away from it uh, gets his head together and uh, comes back and is the pitcher we know he can be at some point later on uh, this season. Uh, Mark, of course, it was Mother's Day yesterday, of course. News flash there, I know. I know you had a chance to speak with a handful of players about uh, what the holiday means to them. I know a few of them in particular had some really uh, heartwarming stories about their mothers, if you care to share some of those. I think the one that really stood out to me was Avonda Jesus Jr., of course, uh, is the son of a former Major League player and coach. And uh, I found it very interesting the fact that he – you know, when he had to prepare for a big game or a, a tournament or even a, a scout a session where he was going to be viewed by scouts, that is his mother, uh, Yvette, who was the one that got him ready by you know hitting him ground balls or playing catch. And I found that to be you know his father was away uh, coaching at the time and he wasn't around to be able to help him, so it, it fell on his mother and she apparently did that. And he he's very grateful for the fact that he had a mom that could support him and. And, and help him uh, realize his dreams. And I think that was kind of the, the, the basis of all the, the guys I talked to is that, well, you know, of course everyone has a mom and everyone has a mom, some is fortunate to have to support them, but some of them had a mom that helped them really get go the extra mile, whether it was to drive them to practices, drive them to games, or give them just be a, a, an ear to listen to when a game didn't go well. And I think that's nice that anyone could have that in any walk of life to have a good uh, sounding board. So I just thought that was interesting and, and, Mrs. DeJesus certainly uh, had a, you know, she went above and beyond perhaps by hitting fungos to her son. Yeah, no question there. Uh, well done by her. Moms are uh, pretty awesome. I think we can all agree on that. And a great way to celebrate moms yesterday around Major League Baseball uh, for Mother's Day. Uh, Mark, to wrap up here, Brandon Phillips recently had a torrid stretch last week. He homered in four straight, uh, five games or five homers uh, in those four games. And not to get carried away reacting to a hot streak every player will have them during the course of a season but he's got six homers already uh halfway to his total of 12 from 2015 he's not hit 20 homers since 2009 what are the chances he does that uh here in 2016 i think uh, so far that's pretty good he he's one of those guys he uh 
hasn't given a lot of insight in, ter- in terms of why he's doing well. I mean, I know he's, I'm sure he's put in the work and everything like that, but I, I think he does he does a lot with when people underestimate him. I think he almost thrives on that a little bit. And uh, you know, one of the things he said the other night was, you know, people have kind of forgotten about him, and uh, he wanted to remind people that he was still around. So, uh, you know, he, I think he likes, you know, in some ways being disrespect, you know, feeling at least the disrespect thing or, you know, no one he wants to prove people wrong and no one believed in him and all that stuff. Some of that, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but he, you know, for whatever reason, he's using it to his advantage and it's working for him. And I think, uh, uh, he's done, definitely done a nice job at the plate this year. It's been, it's been very much needed that, you know, without Devin Mazzarocco, who's going to be out for probably for the year with, uh, his shoulder surgery. Uh, they need all the offense they can get, and and uh, he's done a nice job in the in the cleanup spot. Yeah, and like you said, uh, that's a guy that uh, he's been around for a while, and he wants people to know that hey, I'm I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere, and he might be better than ever here in his uh, mid 30s. He turns 35, I believe, in uh, about less than a month, maybe a little more. Uh, Mark Sheldon, we appreciate your time on this Monday afternoon. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.